My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. How many of you have heard atheists say things like, the reason why people believe in God is because they believe in hell because they fear hell? In my videos in the past, I've pointed out at this point in my research and education, whenever it comes to theology, I'm what you refer to as an annihilationist. I believe that the torment that a soul goes through whenever it goes to hell, the torment comes from the regret and guilt and pain that goes on within the consciousness of the soul, of the energy source that is outside or external of the physical body. Basically, if you were to go to hell, you would suffer the regret of why you were there. You would be held accountable for what it is that you did wrong, whether it's not believing in God, accepting the vast amounts of evidence of God's existence, following his tenets, doing as God says, to simply living a life where you disobey God. An annihilationist believes that you're not going to spend all eternity being resurrected over and over and over again where you, you will somehow be tortured. Interestingly enough, the Bible describes hell as a place that is out of the presence of God. Well, how is this logically and rationally possible to be out of the presence of an omnipresent God? Omnipresence means that God exists in all places and locations in the universe as well as outside of it. A lot like the definition of pantheism where God is within everything and all things. Well, the only logical way for you not to exist and an omnipresent God not being aware of you is if you simply don't exist yourself. That's the only way that makes sense on a philosophical level. The Bible teaches it as the second death. The Old Testament repeatedly tells you that the soul can die, that it can be destroyed. Now, with all that being said, I have no idea how long it actually takes for a soul to be annihilated. The Bible has many, many verses that suggest that you'll be destroyed. However, it doesn't tell us how long the process actually takes, how much suffering and pain you'll actually go through. It just tells us that all things shall end. So that's where I stand on that for anybody who thinks that annihilationism may be more merciful or better for you. I can't imagine being ripped to pieces and suffering from my own wrongs and things that I've done throughout life while going through this process, realizing that I had every opportunity to climb myself out of the grave, out of the hole that I made myself. Well, there's another thing I've thought about too. Is it really hell that we're afraid of? For me, it's not. I don't like the idea of pain. I don't like the idea of hurting. But as far as I'm concerned, and this might come off unusual, I didn't join Christianity because I thought that it would be a one-way ticket to heaven. I'm not even sure exactly how I would describe the concept of heaven. And in the Bible, there doesn't seem to be anything 
that speaks about heaven that actually lures me into the idea that it's wonderful and great besides the idea of being with family members and friends and people I love and spending an eternity with God. To me, joining Christianity, there was a couple different reasons. One, I wanted to be committed to something that was the truth. I wanted to be a part of something that I knew was trying to better me as a person. Christianity teaches us to be accountable for our sins and the things that we do wrong. Christianity encourages us to be like Christ, which means that this religion is asking us to strive to be better than that of just animals, people without any kind of moral code or foundation. It asks us to not only improve on ourselves, but it tells us to love others as we love ourselves. If we're going to improve ourselves, then we would probably want to improve the quality of life of others. And to me, even whenever I was a non-believer, I always had this desire and this interest in being able to help out the world. Unfortunately, I am not one of these wealthy Christians. I am not one of these Christians who run my own church, where I collect tons and tons of money in tithing. I'm not able to do a lot of things that involve financial assistance and support of others, even though I have been known to give my last dime and everything I got to people out there whenever they are in serious conditions or bad ways, whether it's other religious people, other brothers and sisters in Christ, or even an atheist who begs or pleads for my help. I don't, of course, want anybody to beg me or plead for help. I just try to do what I can for those out there who are in need, and I hope that people see God working through me whenever I do these things. It doesn't always happen. It doesn't always work. Sometimes the only thing I get out of it after I've helped someone is sometimes people just throw dirt in my face or they have a higher level of respect for me. It's amazing how things like that can work themselves out. But another question I've asked myself too on countless occasions, because even I, whenever I was a non-believer, I had a hard time believing that if God is a God of love, then why would he create such a place like hell where people go to either be destroyed or suffer Dante's Inferno where they eternally burn and suffer and all these things? So I tried to imagine in my mind, what would it be like if God decided one day to do away with hell? The Bible says that one day he will actually get rid of hell, that he will cast it away into the outer darkness out of his presence. What would it be like? What would the world be like? How would humans react? Well, it would be, for me, I would imagine that if you were to get rid of hell, it would be like getting rid of all the prisons and jails that are in America. It's funny that all these people out here who commit crimes and do things, they're absolutely aware that what they're doing is against the law. If they didn't think so, they wouldn't wear masks. They wouldn't carry weapons whenever they go to rob banks or do the things they do. A person wouldn't attempt to speed up and then wonder to themselves why it is they got into a car accident when heading into an intersection trying to race away from the police. If hell did not exist, then where would people go? 
is God simply supposed to take every criminal out there, every person that's ever done evil, every pedophile, whether the person claimed to be a Christian or an atheist working for NAMBLA, are people just supposed to get away with what they do? Is that really the type of society we want to live in? If hell is a tool or a technique in order to use as fear against people, well, it's not doing a very good job because even with the fear of hell existing, there are still people out there who are willing to hurt children while still believing that God is watching them and listening and paying attention <clears throat> and will eventually destroy them and send them to hell. There are non-believers out there who believe in the possibility of God. They will claim that they don't believe in God, that they lack a belief in God, but if you ask any of them, is it possible that God is compatible with the universe, they will be the first to tell you, yes, I will not make positive assertions against something that I am not able to fully 100% determine non-existent, which is an intellectually honest thing to do, and I praise and give kudos to the atheists out there who have actually put some thought into what they're talking about. These are usually the ones that are open-minded who will one day eventually find the evidence they're looking for, and God will direct them and guide their way. But I think that the world would be a frightening place if God didn't offer the concept of hell. Look at what people do already. There's people out there who believe that they're absolutely accountable for their sins. There are people out there who believe that they will be judged based upon not only their works, but what they do against others. Yet there are people who see children starving in a world when they have the power to do something about it. How many times have we heard about children starving to death, and we've got all these big churches, all these governments, all these atheist organizations and supposed communities, and none of these people are doing shit? It's almost as if every once in a while we'll get a video on YouTube where it says, all right, this one rich guy or rich woman decided to do something really nice. Or this one little church decided to put money together and do a ministry out in another country. And then we hear about these Christians who go out to try to help people who end up getting beheaded or shot or told they don't want the, the people don't want the Christians in those areas because they don't want people to come to Jesus. Countries are willing to starve their own people just so they can block out an ideology or the faith in God. That's terrible. That's horrible. Christians over in China, which China is ran mostly by atheists, well, the Chinese, they don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't respect or honor the tenets that we have in America, where Christians can freely walk around and talk to whoever they want and share the gospel and share their testimony. Over in China, if you talk about Jesus or God, there's some locations where they will beat the hell out of you. These atheists are so narrow-minded and so cruel and terrible over there they're so afraid of people hearing other alternatives besides atheism and communism that they're willing to kill people just simply for trying to share their beliefs or attend a church. Is that the kind of world I want to live in? A world where a hell doesn't exist, where people like this who enjoy torturing and hurting others simply because they don't agree with them, personally attacks, ad homs, 
constantly berating people, uh, tearing down people's self-esteem. That's not the world I want to live in. And if people are already this bad with the concept of hell being truthful and being real, imagine how ignorant this world would be without the concept of hell within it. I have this weird idea, ladies and gentlemen, that whenever God came up with his divine plan, all this was thought out. All of this, God has this ability to be able to see optimal versions of reality and the alternative being that he can see the beginning and end. This means that he could see what would happen if he chose existence to be one way as opposed to another. <clears throat> and I believe if you had a million different versions of reality that you could go with, and you're a good God, you're going to pick the one that has the most optimal impact to try to save as many people as you possibly can. The consequences of adding free will and sentience to a species people are going to make bad choices if you give us the ability to feel if you give us the ability to feel joy love and all the great things then in contrast we also have to have this physical ability to feel pain suffering we have to know what loss is in order for us to first understand how appropriate it is to actually have something you ever heard that song by cinderella an 80s band, by the way, don't know what you got till it's gone. We have to know what pain and suffering is in order to fully appreciate the accomplishments and acknowledge the happiness or the good things that happen in our lives. And according to the Bible, evil is just not some kind of dark force that roams the earth looking for things to devour, but evil itself is defined as disobeying God. You'll hear a lot of atheists say things like, well, why is God able to do this? And why is God able to do that? God created the very laws and the rules. God doesn't disobey himself. God defines evil by nature as disobedience towards himself. Iniquity is called lawlessness, breaking the commandments and laws. Well, God doesn't break his own laws or commandments. God has a full comprehension of what each outcome and decision is that's going to be made. Do we have free will? Do we have the ability to be able to do what we want to do? Sure, within our limited nature as human beings. Can we do things outside of the will or knowing of God? That's a very, very difficult, challenging question. I remember a while back, I was playing, a, as many of you know, I'm a gamer, and I struggled with the idea of how can God know all things, yet we can do what we want to do. I was playing this game called The Sims 4, and I've also played the rest of the franchise like Sims 3, and I noticed the way the game developer created the UI and the HUD of the simulation. You can see that if you take your hands off the keyboard and the mouse or the controller or whatever that you're using, you can actually put in the settings that you want your characters to live based upon free will. And what will happen is your characters or NPCs will begin walking around, they'll cook their own meals, they'll use the restroom, they will do their favorite hobbies as long as the objects are there for them to play with. The more objects you add, the more things or routines and AI movement that the characters will do. 
One of the interesting factors about this and why I bring this up along with free will and predestination is you could take be completely hands-off when playing a game like The Sims and you'll see these little thought bubbles that pop up on the left side of the taskbar where it'll tell you what your sim is thinking about next, what your sim may actually do. At any time, you can close out of these different things and take full control over the character if you want. But you could literally sit there for a week with your hands not even on the mouse and keyboard and watch these characters live their life seemingly as though they're making decisions doing things that make them happy, and sometimes, unfortunately, when you're not controlling them, they will do stupid things, like sometimes they'll piss on the floor. Sometimes they will go places that you did not want them to go. Sometimes they will take too long to eat, and they will get themselves hungry instead of simply going to the refrigerator and grabbing a snack. The point is, in a developed simulation created by intelligent designers it is very possible to have free will it's possible to know what a character is going to do and allow it to do what it wants to do without ever touching the mouse and keyboard once the difference between predestination and free will ladies and gentlemen is this there's a difference between knowing something's going to happen and the difference between making something happen God's will is not forcing your will. God knows what you're going to do, but he's not making you do something. Just like I'm not making that sim do anything on the screen. It was developed, it was programmed, and sure, it's got tons of routines and tons of scripts. And at the end of the day, I will always know what the character is doing. But the character can work without my assistance or even me engaging the game at all. But what if there wasn't a delete? What if there wasn't a trash bin? What if there wasn't a reset? What would this world be like without hell? Think about how awful the world already is. The fact that God decided that he wanted to take his hands off the keyboard and mouse, at least in some interactions. I'm absolutely sure that God probably deals with a million forms of evil every day. It's just that we don't sometimes notice it. We don't see it. Perhaps it's not important to God that we always observe every single thing he does. Perhaps he does a lot of things that we may never even notice. I know a lot of things in my life, had I not taken a right instead of a left in my life, I wouldn't be here nowadays. I know that there are conflicts and problems that I could have easily found myself in, where I could be disabled, I could be dead, I could not even be making this video right now. Being that God is outside of time, I wonder if anybody's ever considered that God has the ability to not only engage the game and interact whenever a sim's doing something wrong, but he can actually pause the game, essentially pausing the entire universe itself, space, time, and matter, and putting you in a position where you won't fall into a hole. But when you think about it, it's not as though the hole is not there to be seen. We all know where our grave is. We all know where the trouble lies. It's up to us to decide where we're going to go. So can God really be blamed or at fault if you end up spending the rest of eternity 
feeling guilty for the things you've done, or perhaps the theology that I agree with or that I'm convinced of is the case, that you simply will be wiped out of existence and that we will have a new world, a new heaven, a new earth. Something to think about. Leave your comments below and don't forget to check out my radio station, my books, my music, and my art. All links in the description. God bless.